0: The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardick in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site, and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt and this is the audio version of the one-page article I wrote and published on my blog, Kol Hasaridim, on July 19th, 2021, or the 10th of Av, 5781. And the article is entitled, The 10th of Av, Seven Towers of Consolation and Life After the Pain. Every year after Tisha B'Av is over, I find myself eager to just put it all behind me and get on with enjoying my summer. To be honest, I think that some of this attitude is residual halachic resentment from when my friends and I followed a psak which prohibited all almost all social gatherings of more than two people. Suffice it to say, that put a dent into my summer vacation. It's always a drag to break the fast after Tisha B'Av and still be bound by many of the prohibitions of the nine days until midday on the 10th. This year, however, I am going to attempt to relate to the 10th of Av differently. Tara Brach's book, Radical Compassion, is about the mindfulness practice of RAIN, an acronym for Recognize, Allow, Investigate, Nurture. There's a fifth step called After the RAIN, which she describes as follows. The four steps of RAIN involve active ways of directing our attention. In After the RAIN, we shift from doing to being. The invitation is to relax and let go into the heart space that has emerged. Rest in this awareness and become familiar with it. This is your true home. Now, paying attention to the quality of your presence—the openness, wakefulness, and tenderness—ask yourself, in these moments, what is the sense of my being, of who I am? How has this shifted from when I began the meditation? There are end quote. There are examples of after the rain type practices in halacha as well, most notably in tefillah. And this is from Rambam, hilos uh, Tefillah, Parak Dalid, Halacha Tess Zayin. I believe I actually forgot to cite this here. And he should not make his tefillah like one who is carrying a burden, who casts it off and goes on his way. Therefore, he must sit for a little while after tefillah, and only then may he depart. The early pious sages would pause for an hour before tefillah, and an hour after tefillah, and they would extend tefillah for an hour. What are we supposed to do during this post-tefillah pause? Sorry, end quote. What are we supposed to do during this post-tefillah pause? Presumably, we engage in a process akin to what Tara describes to reflect on what transpired during our davening, to allow our thoughts and feelings to integrate the effects of our tefillah, and to prepare to re enter life enlightened by the experience. We observe mourning practices on the 10th of Av because the of Mikzash continued to burn. On a basic level, turning away from our metaphysical trauma and running back to our normal lives would reflect a callous attitude towards the tragedies of Tisha B'Av and their implications. Imagine someone in the middle of a commemorative ceremony at Auschwitz saying, sorry, I gotta go. I have tickets to the new Marvel movie and it's starting in an hour. The extension of mourning protects us from this insensitivity. However, I would like to suggest that the extension of our morning into the 10th of Av can function as an after-the-rain pause, a time when we can sit in the aftermath of our painful reflections and our national tshuva and reflect on how to re-enter our lives in light of these transformative three weeks. This function is also served by the Sheva de Nechamta, the seven haftaros of consolation we read between Tisha Av and Rosh Hashanah. I haven't learned these Haftaros in depth, nor have I learned about why we read them, but I know one thing for certain. If we took the messages of these Haftaros to heart, then we would not simply cease thinking about the three weeks, the nine days, and Tisha and midday on the 10th, and return to our lives. Instead, we would utilize this period of seven weeks to build a bridge from our metaphysical trauma and subsequent chuva through the remaining summer months until the Mo'adim of Tishrei. I don't know exactly what this bridge is supposed to look like, but I'm sure that if it's done correctly, the experience will be transformative. I'd like to give it my best shot. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at Matt-Schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash QuickPay, and PayPal are MattSchneweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening, thank you to my readers for reading, and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.